Welcome to Startup Cultures and the New Leader. This podcast gives you tools to effectively lead your team, build your culture, and scale your company successfully. I'm Jason Gore, a leadership coach and partner at Newberg Gore & Associates. We're a leadership coaching firm that specializes in startups. And this podcast funnels all of the challenges we have seen startups face into bite-sized leadership tools that you could use immediately. This episode is a short episode on managing people out. You know, there's so much pressure on both growth and on the other side of reducing burn. And as a company grows, they're going to go through various states of real pressure on growth where they just throw money at problems. And then oftentimes real pressure on reducing burn so they could extend the amount of money in the bank as long as possible and extend the amount of time before the next fundraising event. In terms of reducing burn, payroll is a really good area to look at, especially in the beginning of a company's growth cycle. Payroll is going to be the number one area to reduce burn in a relatively easy way. And I'm not talking about reductions in force, RIFs. Oftentimes, CEOs are constantly thinking about RIFs and reducing burn by you know letting go of 10, 15 people. But frankly, in my opinion, that's kind of a chicken shit route because it says that you've had a lot of fat in the organization and you really haven't trimmed your organization as you've gone to make sure that you are maintaining a really high caliber of workforce. And frankly, the lowest denominator pulls the whole group down. Getting rid of the low performers really helps everybody out. When we look at the balance of high performers, mid performers, and low performers, the low performers pull everybody down. They bring down morale, They make it unfair to the high performers. They're not getting the feedback that they need most often, right? And it just makes everything on the team run a little bit harder. It makes everybody's lives harder. When we get rid of the low performers, everybody breathes a little bit deeper. Riffs are scary. And really, if you're constantly managing the low performers out, the likelihood of riff is going to reduce. And RIFs scare people. They especially scare the type A high performers. That's the hardest part about a RIF is that the high performers might leave because they feel like they're on a sinking ship. It's much better to have the hard conversations as you go and manage people out. And that might result in letting someone go, but more often than not, if you're having the tough conversations, you're giving feedback, and you're holding people accountable, when people know that they're going to be let go, when they know that they're not performing, that they're actually not appreciated, they tend to leave. And from an organizational perspective, that's way faster than firing someone and having to do all the paperwork to do that. And it's actually better from a legal perspective because there's no recourse when someone quits. When they leave, they can't sue. Um, Whereas if you let someone go, they could sue for a whole variety of reasons, whether those reasons are valid or not. This episode is really focusing on managing people out. And it starts with giving feedback. When there is dissatisfaction around someone's performance, give them feedback. Now, when we're giving feedback, I want to remind you that you need to be a support for the other person. You're committed to their success. People do change. People grow. You know, they're in the organization. They know enough. And oftentimes, it's their attitude or something small. And we think that they can't change. And then we start kind of making it very, very difficult for them. That doesn't work. What we really want to do is assume positive intent, assume that they want to succeed and give them support. 
Now, if that doesn't work, if the initial feedback done in a positive way where you really get their world, they really understand your feedback, you explore options for how to improve, and you create some commitments, and those commitments aren't kept, that happens a few times, well, it's time to increase the, the ante, up the stakes a little bit. And now you have a more difficult negative feedback conversation, right? You acknowledge the past. You talk about, hey, we talked about this in the past. We haven't seen the changes, or I haven't seen the changes that I expected. And then once again, you get their world. Do they see changes? Maybe that they're doing things that they think are what you wanted, but it really wasn't. Or maybe they're doing things that you just don't see. And as the organization grows, you're going to see less and less. So make sure that you really understand their world. You're not just giving them feedback. It's a two-way conversation. But if you both agree that the results that you had hoped to get weren't there, once again, explore options. How can we move forward? How can I support you? What can I do better? But this time then, start talking about what happens if we don't get there? What are the consequences? What can we do differently? Obviously, we can't keep on trying this forever. So we'll check in in a month and you want to set up a specific date to check in, right? You have a conversation and you set up the next conversation so that the next conversation is not that they're in trouble. The next conversation is a simple check-in of how are we doing? What, do you, what results are you seeing? I'll share what results I'm seeing and let's talk about it. And as you go down this line, right, and it's going to take a couple months, you give them a, a commitment, they either live up to that commitment or not, and you talk about it. Right? You give them another commitment, they either live up to that commitment or not, and you talk about it. But you know, after a couple failures here, then you start saying, hey, okay, we've tried this a couple times. I don't want to go through this a third thing. Can we do something differently? If you could explore an option that works and you both agree that it will work, great, move forward. But eventually you're going to come to a place where you know, the options don't look very good. Like, hey, we've tried that before. What's going to be different this time? And you enter, enter into a conversation of, what do you think? You know, are you going to be successful here? What should we do? How can I support you? Is it time, do you think, for us to find different paths and me support you in finding a, a different job, either in the organization or outside of the organization with another company? What are your thoughts around that? And then you pause and you wait for an answer. It's difficult to do that. It's difficult to pause because you're pausing in an uncomfortable moment. And you ask them to step forward. What's, what's going to be different here? Ask them to really face the reality that this isn't working. And then maybe give them one last chance, right? Okay, so we're going to set up one more commitment. And in two weeks' time, we're going to check in and see if that commitment was met. And if we can't solve it this time, then I think it's time for us to part ways. Do you agree that this is the best way to move forward? And generally speaking, oftentimes they will. They'll say yes. Now, in the background, they might start looking for another job, or they might really give it their all and try their best. Maybe their best will come out. But when they come to that next meeting, oftentimes, if it's, you know, with the tail between the legs because they know they failed, there's no surprise. For their own self-dignity, they will likely leave without having to be fired. And that saves everybody a lot because it saves the cost. And, you know, you want to take care of them, but they'll be more receptive to whatever deal is put on the table. You could actually negotiate that about what that looks like. You're on the same page. It's not a you versus them. It's we've tried. This isn't working. They see it. They agree. They know. That's the difference. You're both agreeing that it's not working and going to go your separate ways. 
And that's what we want to do. With our low performers, instead of waiting for the big riffs, we want to be having these tough conversations, having these awkward pauses, having these questions of what do you see will be different this time? And really, you know, making the statements of if this doesn't change, then we really have to look at this. Getting those tough conversations one-on-one. Now, I'm not saying that riffs are not necessary. They sometimes are. But they shouldn't be because there's a whole bunch of low performers that need to be let go all at once and we're doing a riff as a result. Riffs should be because we're cutting a line of business, because we decided to outsource a certain part of the business because we could, we could outsource it in a more effective way than we could build it in-house. Or because there's a massive change in the business model that requires us to make a riff. Or, frankly, we've had a couple bad quarters in a row and, hey, we got, we got to cut our marketing staff or we got to cut parts of the organization that are non-essential. But these should be strategic level decisions. They should not be based on the level of performance of the organization. That should be handled through tough feedback conversation and managing people out.